Amen. We celebrate his greatness. That's why we come. Worship is supposed to be a celebration. And we celebrate his greatness. We're looking at family. Last week was the foundation. Holy. Can't build a building without a foundation. And mom and dad have got to be surrendered. Holy. This week we want to advance on looking at husbands and wives. And you promised you were not going to come armed. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Take a look. In the same way, you husbands should live with your wives in understanding, since they are weaker than you. Understanding. Dangerous grounds, husbands and wives. Concepts we'll share will change your relationship for the better. Maybe a brand new home, brand new culture in your home, in the new year, in a new decade. But as we hear this, hear it for your sake and not your mate. It's a little frightening because you're sitting saying, I hope they're hearing this. You're not taking notes. It's important to hear these concepts for yourself, making your own adjustments and see how your partner responds. When you try to change your mate, it usually blows up in your face. I read about a wife who saw the new neighbors moving across the street, and she watched through the curtains every night. The husband came home from work. He had a gift for his wife. They would meet at the door and hug and kiss, give her a gift every single night. The wife watching this couldn't handle this. All this romance. Her husband came home. She said, have you noticed the new neighbors across the street? You notice the guy comes home every night, gives her a hug and a kiss and a gift. Why don't you do that? He said, I can't. I don't even know that woman. (laughs) So the concepts you hear, hear for yourself. Now, in relationships, every husband knows what the wife could do to make that marriage a little bit better. Every wife knows what her husband can do to make that relationship just a little bit better. So this morning we're going to concentrate on ourselves. Men, let's start with you. Let me drop a bomb. A lot of women that I counsel don't think they matter. The reason sometimes their husbands treat total strangers better than their wife. They're more, they're more kind to strangers. They're more polite. They're, they're, they're more careful. Without realizing it, we send messages to our wives that we don't mean. I mean, how many men would say that television is more important than my wife? Don't raise your hand. But without realizing it, maybe we almost send that message. We violate the biblical concept of honor. And Satan can begin to use that in our homes. That verse, live with your wives in understanding. Give her honor so that your prayers will not be hindered. The rest of that verse is kind of rough. Give her honor so that your prayers won't be hindered. There are men out there that are not having their prayers answered because you're not a very good husband. You haven't given honor to your wife. Now, honor literally means attach high value. Making a decision to attach high value to something or someone. And sometimes, without realizing it, we can almost honor hunting or fishing or an activity that we enjoy more than our wife. Now, the same is true for women. Place high honor on your husband. There are women's prayers who are not answered because you're not a good wife. The beginning of that whole section, 1 Peter chapter 3, first two verses, wives, do you want to motivate your husband when he sees with his eyes the reverence you have for him? Reverence is also translated, buckle up, honor, honor. All these relationships are built on honoring, honoring one another. Even our relationship to God is built on honoring. Remember last week? The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. Fear is not an abusive father, but positive awe. Also translated, buckle up, 
Honor. Honor is the huge value. Jesus said, whatever a man treasures in his heart, there his affection will be. It's everything. People even dishonor themselves. They've been damaged. They even devalue themselves. I hate myself. I'm stupid. I never want anything. Whatever we dishonor, we eventually dislike. It takes the affection of our heart. A wife says, you know what? Why did I marry this guy? All the fish in the sea. We devalue our mate. Our prayers are not going to get answered. Do you know the first commandment with a promise? The first commandment hooked with a promise. Children, obey your parents and honor them so that your days will be long. Take a look at Romans chapter 12, verse 10. I want you to see this one. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, preferring one another in honor. It's a theme. It dominates Scripture. We are to honor others, as particularly our spouse. And there's so much dishonor and stress that damages our homes. And the problem, believe it or not, comes from God's plan. Satan perverts everything God designs. And he has a very unique, interesting plan of men and women in the marriage. It's a physiological difference that we have to understand. And when we understand it, it begins to help us honor one another. Men want their wife to think like them. Women want their husband to think like them. Look at me. Forget it. Forget it. There's a physiological difference between us that is God's design. It is mind-boggling. For instance, let me walk you through some things. Every cell of a woman's body is different from every cell in a man's body. I mean every cell. Your chromosome is different. The results are devastating. Right from the beginning, women have a better immune system than men. They say the flu is rampant. More men will get the flu than women. Women are better resistant to disease. In the USA, women outlive men by approximately eight years. And the mortality rate to children, fewer little baby girls die before birth, and fewer little baby girls die right after birth. Women have a unique strength that we don't have. Labor. They fare better in concentration camps. Women deteriorate about 2% every 10 years. Men deteriorate 8 to 10%, significantly sped up after the age 40. That's one of the reasons they outlive us. Men have one and a half gallons of blood flowing through your body. Women, four-fifths of a gallon flowing through your body. And every drop is different. Men have approximately one million more red blood cells in every single drop than women. Part of the reason men tend to have a little bit more energy as opposed to women. 40% of a man's body is made up of muscle, give or take 3 to 5%. 27% of a woman's body is made up of muscle. That's one reason why I can out-arm wrestle about every single woman in my churches. I can take them. A woman's weight comes from added insulation cells right under your skin. That's why you have softer skin than we do. That's why your skin is smoother. But you can handle the cold better than we do. Which raises the question... Why on earth in the winter are we dropping you off at the door and we're parking the car? <laughs> Just a thought. That's one of the reasons, frankly, it's easier for you to gain weight and harder for you to lose weight. It's that extra layer of insulation cells. Men's bones are heavier. Our skulls are thicker. Let it go. <laughs> Men have a much higher risk of things like heart disease, cancer, pneumonia almost twice as much as women. Women have more acute hearing than men, and they keep their hearing longer. Walk in a shopping mall and count the hearing aids. It'll be on men. 
Men stutter more than women four to win. Men go bald. Then hair comes out of their ears, which I think is gross. <laughs> Men go colorblind, 16 to 1 compared to women. Men produce much, much too much testosterone in their, in their youth. And uh, scientists believe that might be one of the reasons why their life is shorter than, than women. Neutered cats live longer than non-neutered cats. Leave it alone. <laughs> now, women, it's not all wins for you. You are overwhelmingly more plagued than we are by things like arthritis, bunions, bladder infections, corns, varicose veins, migraine headaches, overwhelmingly more than men. Women, that's tough stuff. But we guys get heart attacks and strokes. Women get sick, men get dead. (laughs) Now the most significant thing in our differences, that you can do nothing about, it is what it is is the way our brain is wired, and that affects our marriage. The way we process information. Right about birth, our body produces intense chemicals really in the, as part of the birth canal experience. Your body preparing this produces all these chemicals, and some of these chemicals flow through the brain. In little baby boy, boys' brains, the connecting fibers, it burns. It separates them. In little girls, it doesn't separate them. The connecting fibers stay. So, boys think unilaterally, girls think bilaterally. And for men, every one of us, we are dominated by the left side. Women, bilaterally, both sides firing in harmony, their strongest tends to be the right side. Now, bilateral thinking, that's really part of women's intuition. That's real. Women see things that we don't. If, if we put a film up here, and on one of those, 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 those individual slides, that film flying by so fast, we put a message, women would see it and write it down. We men would go, what was that? What was that? There's a sensory alertness that women naturally have. They sense stuff that we don't. God gave specific gifts to women and men. So that at marriage, we, bring, we each bring something to the table the other one can't. That's the design. And Satan comes along and says, I can use this to damage you. We're designed to live in understanding. Your spouse brings something that you can't, and you bring something that they can't. And we come together. Ladies, bilateral, right side of the brain. What does the right side of the brain tend to dominate? Intimacy and conversation. A fascinating study watching watching little boys and little girls before, before they go to school. Preschool babies, kids, toddlers. Watching them play. 96% 96% of the sounds coming from little girls was language, words. They were talking to themselves. They were talking to somebody else. They were talking to Barbie, but they were talking. 60% out of the boys was words. 40% of everything out of their mouth was not language. Yeah. <laughs> it was noise because we're not real big on language. We're not conversational. That's part of the mental of our mental wiring of our brain, that connecting fiber. And it explains so much what happens in your home. Men are not verbal. We're not conversationally. We think laterally. The left side of our brain. This, this warm intimacy conversation stuff, we're not real good there. So if the right side is intimacy and conversation, what's the left side? What's, if we're supposed to lead our home, what's our natural strength challenge? objective. Conquer. Watch little boys on a playground. 
Let me give you an example. It's a family trip. What does dad want to do? We're conquering 400 miles today. Conquer. Wife, when do we stop and eat? We finished the meal. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We got 200 more miles to go. He has, he's conquered the meal. It's time to move on. And Lord help you all. If he is passed on the road by an old rusty Plymouth, he's got to pass that junker. He's got to con- he cannot let that junker pass him. He will. Men drive differently. Men, men are more compartmentalized. We conquer and we move on. Shut it down. Move on. Women are a river. Everything flows together. She's an extension of her environment. So how does this play out in the home? Husband comes home, yells at the child. The wife is hurt too. He can't figure out why she's hurt. He didn't yell at her. Or he comes home from a bad day. One of the kids at supper spilled their milk. He yells at them. Another kid does something else. He yells at this child. Gripes about work. The kids are finally in bed. And he's thinking, you know, the kids are in bed. Maybe a little romance tonight. (laughs) Fellas, look at me. Forget it. (laughs) Forget it. I didn't yell at her. Yeah, see, you've compartmentalized. Conquered, dealt with, dealt with, dealt with. Not her. That whole evening has been a river. That bilateral mind, everything that's happened in your home since you've walked in are connected. Women complain. My husband was more motivated before marriage than we are after, and after marriage. Well, yeah, we conquered you. He's moved on to other conquests, usually found at work, his career. But for a woman, that relationship just keeps flowing. She can't figure out why doesn't he want to sit down for a cup of coffee and talk for two hours. Men get their identity from where they work. That left brain gives them that chance to conquer something. The wife says, can't we talk? He says, I talked all day. I'm fulfilled. That right side, maybe he calls her on a cell phone and says, honey, I'm, I, I got a meeting. I'm going to be a little late. How's your day? <laughs> so, well, honey, I, guess what? At the grocery store, I ran into Susie Q. Remember Susie Q, Susie Q from high school? She's gained weight. Then she lost weight. You know how she lost weight? She's been counting, counting. Oh, those kumquats that you like, they're on sale for 99 cents. And I, I, I got a coupon. And then, and then I got this. And then, and then this happened. And then I talked to Susie Cooper. And then, and, then, oh, and then I went to work. Oh, guess what happened at work? Then she says, and how was your day? Good. You've had that conversation, haven't you? Talking is right side of the brain. You know the whole phone call, that whole phone conversation for her was intimacy. I'm gone a lot. I'm very fortunate I get to teach a lot. Sometimes Tammy's not able to go with me, so we're apart a lot. And I've discovered something. She's not motivated by me bringing her a gift. She's highly motivated by me spending time with her. Men, my wife is just like yours. I'm I'm not knocking bringing your wife a gift. But all in all, that right side of the brain, she'd rather have you than a token of your affection. Now, men, let me talk to the left side of the brain. Look at the money we can save. <laughs> right side, left side. Everything comes down to this. That's why women probably are not going to sit for four hours and watch a football game. Right side is intimacy. They don't know anybody playing. You put their son or daughter on that field and you got a fan. That's why with some exception, most women are, well, most women are not hunters. They're intimacy. They're not going to blow Bambi away. 
Men conquer by, by Bambi. So, if this is true, and oh my, it is, when is a marriage in jeopardy? Is there a season of life when your mate is more vulnerable to another? Absolutely. And it goes back to left side, right side. Wives, statistics show that your husband is most vulnerable to leave you for somebody else in your earlier mid-40s. That cliche midlife crisis, come to find out is real. As a young man, he had dreams. I'm going to do this. At 30, he still got a shot. About the time that guy hits 45, he realizes I probably never will. Available woman comes along at this stage, a possible conquest, and he's failed to, to, to conquest his own dream. That's why they say it's not good for a man to reach the top fast. Show me a man who can't advance anymore and he's already 25. I'll show you a man who's going to change careers. He's got to have conquer opportunities. Why else would Michael Jordan quit basketball to become a minor league player in the White Sox system? Why would he do that? Well, his left brain, demand, his left brain demands it. There's got to be something to conquer. A man at 25 with nothing else to conquer will change careers. There's got to be something to conquer or he'll go nuts. Left brain. So men, statistically, is there a time when your wife might be more vulnerable to someone else? Get ready. Anytime. Because her brain craves intimacy, romance, conversation, connecting, shared feelings. You've got to articulate how much you love her. Yeah, but she knows it. I know. But if you've gone a month without articulating how you feel about her, there's a problem in your marriage and it's you. Because you're too tired from conquering. And marriage is to the glory of God. She brings this to the table and you bring this to the table. And you create a complete full picture. You're to complement each other. And Satan has taken every good thing of God and perverted it and used it against us. Let me give you a left brain, right brain that we can, we can all identify. Ladies, I'm going to blow your mind. If I'm buying brand new blue jeans, I can go to a mall and be in my car in 20 minutes on the road gone with brand new blue jeans. I know what I'm doing. I know what I want to pay. I try them on. I know my size. Boom. Drop the mic. Ba-bang. I'm out of there. So a wife wants to go to the mall and get something generic. Let's say a white, a white blouse. And husband goes... I'll go with you. So he's thinking, she's going to find a blouse, buy it, and we'll go home. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. They go to the first store, to a blouse rack. She says, this is nice. I like it. She tries it on. It's perfect. She comes out. What do you think? I love it. Price is right. Then she comes out with it back on the, on the, on the coat, coat hanger and hangs it up and says, we'll keep this one in mind. Now the left brain's going, we just found what you wanted. So they, they go to a second store. And he's thinking, we didn't conquer the blouse. Why are we in a different store? That first, that first blouse was what, exactly what you want. That left brain is kind of getting a little weird here. She goes in the second store, finds, finds a blouse. She says, I like this one. Now he realizes while she's changing, I got to sell this blouse. Or this could go on and on and on. So she comes out of the dressing room. You can hear them, can't you? The gods have spun that blouse. Have you lost weight? 
That blouse makes you look thin. I mean, he is selling the blouse. She puts the blouse back on the rack and says, we'll keep that one in mind. You see these men at the mall. They're walking, twitching. They haven't blinked in 100 yards. I mean, they're left, that, that, that side of their brain cannot, cannot, ladies, cannot figure this out. And then you go into a shoe store. Now he's, he's thinking, well, if you buy a pair of shoes, do they throw in a blouse? There's got to be a reason for us. You walk out of the shoe store and say, let's go to Starbucks for coffee. I feel like a, I feel like a mooka mooka vanilla. After coffee, you leave the mall and you never bought a blouse. All right, what's happening in both of their minds? In her mind, she's thinking, this was wonderful. This afternoon with my husband, what a joy. We need to do this more often. What's in his mind? We ain't never doing that again. I got suckered. Okay, okay. You're not a, you live this, haven't you? So, the issue here, who's right? Well, women are all going, well, she is. Blouse wasn't the issue. She had a chance. Didn't he want to be with her? What happened to romance? Doesn't he want to spend time with her? They had a great time together. She's right. Every guy is thinking, oh, my friend. They went to get a blouse, and they came home without a blouse. This is craziness. So who's right? Both. They're both thinking exactly the way God designed and Satan tries to pervert. Live with your wife in understanding. Live with your husband in understanding. You're thinking, well, I'll change them. Want to bet? You can't. It's the way they're designed. God created women to complete us men, and he created men to complete us, you women. Marriage is designed to complement each other. We're not going to get into it here, obviously, but this is one of the many reasons why homosexuality is just not God's design. Two men are this. Two women are this. There is no complimenting. There is no other side of the story that's necessary in a complete home. So our homes are stronger, husbands and wives. First of all, as Christ is the centerpiece, you can't go beyond the starting gate. That's, that's step one. Step two, understand each other. There's natural needs at play here. There's different emotional makeup for a reason. And number three, raise the value of your mate. That's a decision, not an accident. Raise the value of your mate. Because maybe today for the first time, I get it. I know how you're wired, and I'm going to honor that. Let's stand for prayer, please. Well, we're advancing in the series. Last week was a foundation of holiness. Today is husbands and wives. Next week, raising our kids. Yes, I know there are days they're for sale. They're not. We all have had those days. You'll even put them on a clearance rack, fact that matters. But we've all had those days. I get it. Next week, in the spiritual sense, how do we go about the business of God-ordained raising our kids? We'll pick up right from here. Father, we want to have fun today, but also teach a very important truth. That verse that challenges us has to live in understanding of each other so that our prayers will be answered. That's a powerful promise. 
And Father, there may be guys out there that can't figure out why my wife doesn't think like I do. And there may be women out there thinking, why my husband can't think like I do? The way they think does not make sense to me. Maybe it's a complimentary action. Maybe everybody's bringing something to the table that we can see a whole picture. There's a design of God at play in our marriages. And Satan, who is so good at taking something that's right and, and turning it into war. Homes get split up over this stuff. We pray for the defeat of the enemy in our homes, that we live in understanding, that we more and more fall in love, that you are the centerpiece of our home, and we honor each other. Father, I pray for our homes. If that's going to be the battleground, then it's wise for us to figure it out and know who we are and who that person is that we're to honor. I thank you for our time to be together in your word. The more we know about your word, the more sense it makes. The more we understand what you're saying, the more logic and truthful and sense it makes. It just behooves us to be in your word that you might speak to us as husbands and wives. And we praise you for your presence. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. By our habit, reading a verse together, what what else? Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Let's say it together. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, preferring one another in honor. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping at Real Life this morning.